Hello, everyone, and welcome to another segment of Retail Refined, taping live at the Lead Innovation Summit. Sitting with me now is Purva Gupta. She is the co-founder of Lily AI and just recently came off the stage to yes. sit with me. Um, so, Purva, thank you so much for, for taking this time. Why don't we start with telling the audience a little bit more about Lily? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. So, Lily AI is basically a vertical AI platform where we are bridging the gap between merchant speak and consumer speak in retail. Merchant speak is when merchants describe a product, midnight, French, terry, activewear, and consumer speak is navy blue sweatshirt. Mm. So it's literally the language that the consumers are using is not part of the so-called house of cards retail stack. Mm -hmm. So, you know, today's status quo is 100% of the brands and retailers globally, merchants manually attribute the entire product catalog and typically it's like three to five labels that they are putting on every single product. It is not consistent, it's incomplete, and it's definitely nowhere close to comprehensive. And frankly, it's not even a human job anymore to literally understand millions of terms and trends and everything by a human. And so that's what's happening today, and Lily AI is a company where we've built the deepest technology, image recognition capability, um, an AI capability where we are able to take the entire product catalog, the images and the text, and just from the catalog, extract all the attributes that are different types of attributes, so core attributes, synonyms, which is the language of the consumer, trends, like for example, Barbie core is the, the trend, the trend everybody's the summer, talking yes. about. You know, and, and so these types of attributes we are able to put on the entire catalog, and then different uh, versions of those attributes for different applications we are able to send into the different destination systems in the retail stack. So like for example, uh, for SEO and SEM attributes that will optimize that. Mm -hmm. Attributes that will optimize on-site search, filters and faceting on the store like browse on the store, item setup, and all the way upstream to demand forecasting. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's literally the entire retail value chain is operating on very thin, manually generated product attributes. Right. I almost say this as like the dirtiest secret in retail <laughs> where, you know, these attributes are done by, um, you know, junior most members oh, in, uh, in, in sort of every merchandising team. There's nothing wrong with that. It's really important from an inspiration perspective. But at the same time, the world that we live in, it's not optimized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, they're kind of the best to, to arm with these tools because a lot of that younger generation is growing up this way, so they really know how to utilize them. Absolutely. And, and so we are like a resource for all of them. So they can do other things. They can do more creative things. They can spend their time in all the other places where they can build on top of Lily, use this as a resource. Look at, like for example, all the search terms that we get a dump off. We can analyze all of that and they can consume the insights, look at all of that and see what next they can do with that. And so there's lots that they can build on top of. And I think the most exciting thing for me is that it's leading to eight, nine figure lifts in revenue. So yeah. for the types of customers that we work with, massive, large public companies, uh, we are seeing massive results. Um, like you were saying, I was just on stage with Bloomingdale's here. Um, who we've been working with for four plus years at this point, oh, and wow. so yeah. AI is hot right now. But oh, everybody thinks it's a new term. <laughs> but it's we've been doing not. this. Lily is doing this for the last nine years, yeah. and um, it's been exciting. So on that front, um, and I do want to go back to who your other customers are. Just, but yes, you've been working on it for nine years. What 
What is bringing it more to the forefront now, do you believe? Yeah, so number one thing which is very evident is that you know, every C-suite executive is being asked about their AI strategy. Absolutely. So I think the fact that people are more open to listening is definitely helping, so that's one. Number two is, I think our best customers or the, the best relationships we've seen have been where people clearly understand the difference between an AI problem and a real consumer problem. Mm -hmm. I think there is the hype, one of the negatives of the hype is also that there is a there's a lot of focus on what AI problem are you solving? That's not how it works. Right. I, and we are certainly not that kind of company that ever like was trying to build an AI company. We're solving a consumer problem. AI is a means to the end. It's almost right. like electricity. Everybody is using right. AI, yeah. and so it's 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 all about what problem you can solve. And so customers uh, are able to see at the end of the day what problem does it solve for you, in 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 the world that we live in right now. You know, uh, and with all the digital escalation that's going on, and the role that digital is playing, irrespective of how much revenue is coming from each channel, it's 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 that point where I think, especially with the with looking at ChatGPT and other things here, the consumer at all these, the consumer and the executive at all these retailers is able to understand that the way that you behave as a consumer that has to be brought on into the mm -hmm. into the digital experience. I think we should do that again. Sorry. No, that was uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, this okay. is because I think that um, I agree. People say the word AI is its own thing. Yeah. And it is a tool. It's a it's a way in which to solve the problem. But you have to keep and understand those problems at heart. And I, what I also think that's uh, coming to more fruition. To your point, you've been doing this nine years, right? It takes a decade to have enough data and yep. insights as well to be able to do something actionable. So I think that's the other thing that's helping this become not just at the forefront of the conversation, but something that leaders are realizing, oh, there's value here that I can extract from bringing this into the way in which we work. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll, I'll add a fine point to that, which is that, um, sorry, I'll add a fine print to that, which is that, um, you know, while AI and the, the, the spotlight on the space is really important, but also something to be understood specifically for retail is that there's so much context and nuance. Mm -hmm. Like while you could do so much with generative AI, that is true, that is absolutely true and we leverage it too. But something to be understood is that there's so much context and nuance and accuracy is so important. Absolutely. So I think retail um, leaders have to focus on what consumer problem they're solving, what kind of accuracy they're getting, and w what's going to be sustainable for them to do versus trying to go after things that sound really good, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what kind of vendor sold you what. Yeah. If it's not accurate and if it's not something that is, is, is scalable, it's at, at the end of the day, it's the relationship between the brand and the consumer that gets impacted with that. And so that's, that's the other angle I'll add to this, that while accessibility of AI sounds very, very, like right now it sounds like AI is accessible to everyone and that is true. But I think um, for specific use cases, for especially for retail, there is so much context and detail that matters, like retail Absolutely. is detail. Yeah. I think that you know leaders have to think about that also a little bit before you know just jumping onto the AI train just without thinking that. 
Well, absolutely, because the other critical aspect is authenticity. And Correct. so if you don't have that context, then you're not, we're not bringing that authenticity yeah. lens to it. You're just blanketing results and kind of putting it out in the universe, which absolutely. is dangerous. Which is very dangerous. <laughs> um, okay, so you are on stage talking uh, about your work with Bloomingdale's. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And so we've been working with them for four plus years at this point, um, both Bloomingdale's and Macy's. And um, like I was sharing, uh, we, we literally went live with them in under six weeks before peak. And that speaks to the type of um, team that we work with at Bloomingdale's on uh, the, the bias for action that they have and, and, and the sort of strong consumer-led decision-making process and framework and thoughts that they have on uh, what works for their consumer. Um, it, again, it was manually being done like at most other places today. Merchants were manually attributing products, um, and those those attributes were going into all sorts of different types of applications. Now Lily does that for them, where we are doing this using our AI platform, and um, different subset of attributes, different types of outputs are going um, into different types of applications that we power. So, like for example, on-site search mm -hmm. uh, is, is is something that is augmented by Lily AI on Bloomingdale's.com, where like we were, we, we were talking on stage. If you look for Barbie Core right now, and if you look at if you type if you type Barbie Core as some of the other customers that Lily doesn't power, yeah. you will not see some of those results because mm -hmm. it's being manually done, and right. you know you don't know what term the merchant is using, or if they are manually attributing something or not, or if they are fast enough to even do that. Mm -hmm. And so fads, trends, lots of things are happening. They can't keep up you know, with that. like. Um, I think it was in, in 2021 where, um, you know, there was a nap dress as a trend. Oh, well, that could be interpreted I, a few ways. Right. <laughs> yes. Nap dress was a trend and, you know, we were able to capture it and uh, deliver that attribute and you could find really good nap dresses on Bloomingdale's and we find out, like, we f the, like the Bloomingdale's team find out after that that, you know, those were things that were working really well for them and, like, that's... That's what can happen here. That if it's a small trend, if it's a big trend, if it's a, if it's just overall the examples that James was using, you know, um, you know, as as you're looking for things based on occasion or your interests or whatever, whichever way that you're looking for products, it's your language, it's the language in which you speak, in which you expect, and especially with with um, with all the advance advancements that are happening in generative AI and what you experience on Google or on um, like some of these platforms, I think the consumer is getting trained now to want to do that everywhere else too. Yeah. That you Absolutely. can really speak your language and just get the response. The expectation, the bar Absolutely. for the consumer is Fine. going up everywhere. And so it's, I think it's only a matter of time that everybody will need to do this. And this is going to become like a foundation for um, a good consumer experience. Yeah. How does your partnership work in terms are you able, through all of your data, to also help predict some of those trends that are upcoming so that you're partnering with your client in that way too, right? Not just, here are the trends, help us get there, but helping them see the trends before they're happening. Yeah, so the, the way I see this is we are in the business of operationalizing trends. We never want to take a viewpoint that we can predict trends better than any of our customers. Yeah. They can absolutely, hands down, do a much better job of that. We are in the business of operationalizing it. So. It doesn't matter who finds the trend. 
and there is so many happening that oh. micro trends that we don't even know that are the, there's one that's happening right now on TikTok that you and I don't know well, about. I mean, it's right? going to happen. No, it's the, happening The joke everywhere. is at my age is I find out the TikTok trends on Instagram. Yes. And they're not a trend anymore by the time they make it Exactly. There. I heard about something like um, somebody texted me, it's happening right now, which is Tomato Girl. And I was like, oh, my God. Like It's like happening yes. everywhere yes. all the time. And so the point being that we can basically help them leverage that. So what's happening is there isn't so we can put that term of the trend or all the synonyms of it on the catalog and then it can be searchable it can be you know in all the emails or all the other marketing material it can just be operationalized fast in a way that was not possible before mm -hmm. so one of the things you also um, talk about is how your tool is helping with both sales and profitability. Correct. Um, so let's talk about some of the things you've been measuring with your clients and some of the outcomes that you're seeing. Yeah, for, for again, like I said, we, we are working with um, some really amazing customers, including Macy's, Bloomingdale's, Gap, J.Crew, um, the resale platform ThreadUp, mm -hmm. among many others. And um, most of these are public companies. And the what's been really exciting for us at Lilly is to see that the results have actually been massive, and we are talking truly about eight, nine-figure lifts for all of these companies. And and also, I'm talking about the last 12 months, so I'm not just saying results like four years back, right. but in this moment right now of everything that's happening where consumer spending is legit down, um, you know, all these companies are still experiencing massive lifts. And again, going back to the same thing that this is actually such a heavy, low-hanging fruit mm -hmm. where the consumer is coming to your store, they are just not finding what they are looking for because of the words that they are using, the way they are doing it, right. the way they are browsing, all of that. And so, that, and that's from an example of on-site search. Obviously, other use cases like um, demand forecasting, item setup are things that the consumer doesn't necessarily see. It's more upstream. Um, but for all of these types of use cases, we're like we're seeing massive lifts for these retailers. And um, again. I think one of the core things that also contributes to that um, from an ease of use perspective is that for for these players to use Lily, they don't have to rip and replace anything at all. So their existing search engine, their, their, their existing e-com platform, their existing PIM, whatever that they are using, we can insert more attributes in it and supercharge their existing you know, so-called retail stack. They don't have to rip and replace anything. In under six weeks, we can operationalize and give them a sense of what kind of lifts they can expect. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's literally like a heavy, low-hanging fruit that, can, that they, can, they can at least test in one area of their business. Mm -hmm. And then the beauty of this is that this product data is literally used everywhere. Right. And so it's leverageable across. It's leverageable everywhere. And so once you can test it, as a large organization, you have to test and know, mm -hmm. you know, is it worth the investment? And we are absolutely okay with that. And we've built a product that can be really quickly tested and we can it's it, like we've built the analytics measurement all of it for uh, for a large-scale player to very quickly see what is before and after and like get their team behind it and then once that's done they can really take it almost everywhere and so I almost think of it as like years of relationship with every single customer because there's so much to do mm -hmm. because this data goes in it's it's so foundational basically yeah that um, you know, four years and counting, and you can still be launching something new on where you're using this data and in what format and right. all of that. 
Well, it's really smart the way you built it to be that kind of plug and play opportunity because most of the times with tech integration, one of the biggest pain points is you have legacy systems you're dealing with and Correct. getting it on the priority list for the IT team is like, it doesn't happen. Precisely <laughs> the reason we built it this way where we are not touching all of those other systems. We are yeah. just supercharging, inserting more into them so you don't have to rip and replace anything. We're not waiting for some re-platform to still happen. Doesn't matter, whatever you use, you know, we're just like inserting more attributes and we'll supercharge. We'll make your existing investments also more valuable and, and, and Lily pays for itself really quickly. And for customers to see like 20, 30, 40x ROIs. Yeah. And again, I, I want to bring the, the fact that in this environment, right, like where, where everybody's struggling for Right. The, the the ROI numbers to see like massive ROIs is is also been really satisfying for us to see. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about um, some of the use cases, search, and then up kind of upstream, yeah. more operationally. Uh, if we think about the future, let's say what are the most mm, common use cases you're seeing now? But where do you think the possibilities live in the future? Yeah, I think um, the so e-commerce has definitely been one of um, where, where we have started and also because it's easier to prove and less systems to touch, less archaic systems also. Well, it depends who you're talking depends, about. Yeah, but then for sure. uh, it, it, it's, um, it's been definitely the easier, more easier to prove. Um, you know, you can prove something in six weeks and all of that. So we've definitely started from e-commerce. But what, what our existing customers have taken us to is also, okay, why just e-commerce? Mm -hmm. What about the rest? 70, 80% of the business. Exactly. And so the store. <laughs> the store and everything that's happening around it, all the way from demand forecasting, assortment planning, allocation planning, all of these things also use product data and the insights from what the consumer is saying they want have not been used. It's just not been possible mm -hmm. to do that. And so I think for us, there's just so much to do. And that's why I, I, I that's why I said in the introduction, like we are a, we are a vertical AI platform that's built for retail. So we've built, we've been built with all this context, and now we're also now we're just like taking that to every aspect of the retail value chain. And so, uh, for the next five years, there's so much for us to do. Just you know, uh, it, it, like obviously within retail, that's where we want to be, um, and then you know going uh, to the entire retail value chain, expanding everywhere else that like this kind of data can be used mm -hmm. and basically we're like we're essentially helping brands and retailers think like their consumers this is something that everybody says yeah this is something that everybody wants to do we're making it a little bit more possible for them to do that by using AI in the way that was actually never possible to do before, but now it's actually possible to do that. No, and I love that you're taking a more holistic point because you, usually we talk a lot about why um, this innovation is limited because groups work in silos, yeah. and often we oh, see yeah. the, uh, the companies that are coming to serve the industry like yours, they're either just digital focused themselves or just store focused themselves, but that is not retail holistically. So um, I'm excited to see when that comes more to brick and mortar so that I as a consumer can have a better experience. But I often joke with a friend of mine, um, his Kevil Desai, he's a very smart investor, and we always talk about at what point are we going to start creating like the operating system of the store? And you're going to be a contributor to that. Absolutely. I'm I'm excited to uh, to 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 be a contributor and also I feel like like 
the you have if you look at it from a consumer's perspective just like you said it's the, all the terms that we use the the way that retail organizes itself from a from the lens of a consumer it's a it's one experience right and so i i think that um the the more that the retailers are able to put the consumer at the center and i know this is this is like almost like a taboo term and no. everybody says it and no, you know very it, few do it <laughs> but at the same time i feel really excited that we are a company that is organized by um just helping retailers think like their consumer and like our north star is all about the language of the consumer what they are saying what they are thinking what they are feeling and how can we help retailers really understand that and actually service that in an actionable way absolutely well thank you so much perva for sitting with me it's been really insightful congrats on what you're achieving thus far but i know you're still in such early innings <laughs> yes, uh, yes of your success so and we need to keep great. watching yeah so again this is perva gupta she took the time to sit with us co-founder um of lily ai and we're going to all continue to watch what you do thank you so much melissa thank you mm -hmm.